Hi all, it's Gordon here from Mindful IVF. It's running a little bit late this week with the upload of the episode, so apologies for that. The last few weeks have been extremely interesting for me. Interesting and really very exciting at the same time. We are now in an accelerator, which is basically an amazing team of people helping us to make a much better product. We're now moving into our second month, and honestly, I feel like I've been turned upside down, inside out, and almost every part of me has been squeezed and pressed, and then some more on top of that. But all this is in an amazing way, and it's one of the best things that I've been part of. It's been truly challenging, truly rewarding, truly exhausting, and also truly exhilarating. So why do this to ourselves? Well, I think sometimes as humans, we can get a little bit stagnant. And this accelerator was an amazing opportunity to be literally thrown out of an airplane at 12,000 feet, of course with a parachute, and truly see what we were made of. The program's going on for another three to four months, and I know, I promise, wait until you see what we're going to provide our amazing Mindful IVF community. There's one thing that's been on my mind for the last few weeks, and it's our mission. To bring happiness to IVF. Am I fooling myself? Is this actually possible? I'd love your thoughts on that. So let's begin the episode. And then there are lots of other indicators of health from a holistic point of view. And I know we've had a chat before briefly about you know, period blood, and I've seen yes. a lot of posts about that online as well, about mm. the significance of different colours of period blood. It is so important. And, and again, this is just not knocking anybody down, but you speak to your doctor and they'll ask you, well, what's your period? And you'll say it's normal and they'll just put out normal. But if you've had a one day period for five years, it's normal to you. If you yeah. have a period for six days and it's just black blood, it's normal to you. The question is, tell me the length. Um, we do need it between three and five days minimum. A two-day bleed, a one-day bleed is too scanty. It could be potentially affecting implantation. The quality of the blood needs to be almost as if you cut your hand. If it's brown, if it's dark red, or if it's black, then there's an indication of an issue, a potential issue in there. There's a, an amazing doctor in Greece, um, Penny, and she she has huge amounts of research done into the quality of the uterine blood and the importance of infection in uterine preventing um, an implantation from occurring. And some of her studies and work is just outstanding. So it's not just us making things up. You know, doctors around the world are actually going, actually, you know, four or five days of black blood. Okay, maybe that's why you're not getting pregnant. Yeah, and I know like a lot of women put up with a lot of things as normal periods. So like a lot of PMS symptoms, a lot of pain, um, and we'll just kind of go, oh, well, that's how periods are supposed to be. Because whenever somebody is depicted on TV as having a period, they're always doubled over in pain or angry or irritable or crying at puppies or something like so that. Uh, as, as a man, am I allowed to respond to that one? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this might get me into trouble now. <laughs> okay. Uh, how am I going to answer that? Okay, you know and I know that that's not true. Okay, um, like I've had people come in with twelve days of PMS, of breast tenderness, bloatedness, just complete cycles all over the place, and we know we can fix that. 
we know nutrition is an amazing way of dealing with that. We know that acupuncture can help that. And I have 16 years of case studies to prove that. Like I have women and couples that have come in and, you know, they've had four sessions of acupuncture and their periods just arrive. And they're like freaking out, ringing their doctor going, I went for acupuncture for four sessions and I have no more PMS. I think he's actually doing something wrong to me. <laughs> they, ring, they ring the doctor first and then they ring me, right? And I'm like, why did you ring me first? And all we're trying to let them know is that this is your body doing re- that. That's a hormonal thing. So hormone levels are shifting and changing. You know, changes of periods are blood issues. Changes of hormones are will come true on your, your PMS aspect. But again, it's your body saying, I'm not happy. And you might have a one day um, issue. You might then have a five day issue, then a 10 day issue. It's your body saying, you know, you're not listening to me. I'm not happy. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of self-care can go a long way to helping this. Um, and you mentioned men as well. So you do have male clients who are coming into you for um, fertility reasons as well. Um, so, so 45% of all issues where couples can't get pregnant are down to men. And, and 95% of my patients are women. So that kind of shows you yeah. what the issue is. And men tend to get tested two to three years into the equation. And then we're like, oh yeah, the sperm is a little bit slow. Oh, the quality is not great. But, and I have never, and this is going to get me into trouble and you can actually edit this if you want. I've never in 16 years had a male doctor tell a man he was infertile. But on a weekly basis, I've had doctors tell women that they're an issue, they're infertile, they've got problems. It just doesn't make sense to me. And when you tell a man it only takes one, he's off the hook then. He's like, oh yeah, but sure, he told me it only takes one. Statistically, I've had men that come into me that were told it only takes one and they would have a better chance of winning the lotto three weekends in a row than they would of helping someone to get pregnant. You can win the lotto three weekends in a row, hypothetically. Yeah. And I, th- I find it like amazing that it's, it's so low that, you know, it's, it's predominantly put on women and they'll go and do loads of research and they'll quite often go to Dr. Google and try and find things and read books and make changes or, you know, go down different roads and the, the, the guys aren't following suit. They're not being tested. I've had, even when they're tested, I would average a minimum of two men a month where I'm looking at their sperm numbers. And I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not giving medical advice, but you can read it. It says it on their profile of their sperm. It just says you have sperm quality issues. You have um, count issues. You have motility issues. It says it on it underneath and you will be suitable for IVF. And they, you'd say, you do realize your partner's the problem. No, no, they said that, you know, um, they haven't told me his problem. And you're looking and you actually have to read it out in front of them. And then we have to Google certain words because they're just such a long number of letters that you're trying to figure them out. And then they're sitting down going, my doctor didn't tell me that. They gave you the form. They showed you the form, but it wasn't explained to you that he was the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think. That is the big problem of like not having the time to sit down and go through things in detail in the way that you can in the clinic where, Mm. you know, you can actually go through results and and help people to understand what's going on for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we get time. We're both very, very busy. One of my core values is that nobody should ever leave my room worse than they came in. And whether that's physically, emotionally, like, yeah, that we get bad news. Yeah, we have to move on. But help that person to get to that space where, okay, we have to do IVF. Let's get to that space where, you know, yes, we are going to need some more support. 
But when you leave them out on their own, like most issues that I see anyway are flat tires. They're not broken engines. It's very fixable. Again, it's the unknown. Like we're building a time machine inside in the clinic at the moment, and I'm going to be able to show all my patients when they can be pregnant and what dates they're going to be pregnant. And I guarantee you, like every single one of those will relax afterwards once they have a date. Once they're told you will be pregnant on this date, there's no more worry because you know it's the unknown. It's the fear. It's that worry of, am I going to be the one that it doesn't happen for? Yeah. And it's such an emotional issue. Um, and it's such it's wrapped up in identity and, and so many different things. It's so complex that that emotional support and that ability to even take time in acupuncture to relax for a little yeah. bit. And I know you advise couples to go and relax and enjoy each other's company and enjoy sex and and not make it all about fertility. Actually, I better state first, I'm not building a time machine just in case someone comes in money <laughs> to find out. I was just saying, okay, let's just get that right first. Um, but the, the, the thing to remember is that when it becomes a pro, there's two very different types, right? We're exhausted, we're tired, we're fatigued, we're working hard, we're doing loads of things, right? And you get a text message as a man going, I'm ovulating right now, my temperature's rising, you need to get home now, right? He's in the middle of a meeting, right? And he's freaking out. Or... Uh, and that's going to be today, tomorrow, the day after, the day after, and it needs to be at six o'clock. Okay. Or a little nudge in the morning going, I'm looking forward to seeing you later. And he's like, what, what, what? Very different approach. Yeah. When it's a very process driven approach to just the baby, it takes away from the passion, it takes away from the love. And it's so different. I would prefer a couple to have a glass of wine each, book themselves into a hotel and not think about having a baby, but just have loads of fun and laugh. You are 10 times more opportunity of getting pregnant because you're not trying. Yeah. And you'll be a lot happier with your nice day <laughs> in the hotel I, than you would be of like that kind of mechanical way of approaching things. I suppose. Yeah. Like, you know, I've had women uh, and men where men come in saying, Gordon, like, oh man, I'm, every time I get the text message, it freaks me out, man. And then you've got stage fright. And yeah. then he turns around and she is turned upside down with her legs up against the thing to try and keep everything in place to do her meditation straight after sex. And then he, she's humming away and he's looking at her going, what, what's going on? It happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's an extreme, right? Yeah. That has never happened, right? Yeah. That's an extreme it's persona, an extreme, right? Yeah, example. Right. But I suppose women as well, like feel that huge pressure as well. And they get asked a lot, you know, especially after getting married, you know, when are you going to have kids or are you having kids? And, and people still haven't learned not to ask those so kind of questions. I have an answer for that, right? When they are asked that question, right? And they're at a wedding and the aunt comes up going, oh, you're married a year. Your best answer is to say, auntie, I'm actually ovulating right now. We're going to try later tonight. <laughs> right? She will never ask them again. Never she will never ask them again. <laughs> you know? Fire back questions, you know, but this does come up. Like people do say, and just say to them, you know, we're having loads of fun trying at the moment. Hopefully this time next year we'll have, we'll, we'll have news. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people don't even want to hear you're having loads of fun trying because they're not having anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're not having any fun. Um, okay, so coming back to like the tips and everything, is there any kind of information or tips that you just really wish the people who are trying to conceive knew? Any tips? I, I think, I, do you know what? I think it's really important to get your bloods done early on. Like we're a very reactive society in Ireland. We react to everything. We react to all of our problems. A lot of Scandinavian countries and European countries are very proactive with their health. So even if you're with somebody and you're not thinking of trying for two years, three years, just, you know, you're in a relationship, you know, it's going somewhere, you're engaged, 
just get checked you know um not don't tell him to get checked he's going to run so fast right just you get checked all right we can check him later um but just get your fsh done get your amh done get your progesterone done just see how overall things are going and just do that every two years and that'll give you an indication i think once you're in a, a relationship and once you're trying i think don't even worry about anything for the first six months don't compare yourself to your cousin's best friend's uncle who got pregnant the first night you know yeah if you're on the pill, you know, you need to give yourself six months for the body to reset itself. You spent like 20 years trying not to get pregnant. And now in two months, you're trying to get pregnant. So give your body a chance to recover. It's not always about relaxing. I think relaxing may be a term people don't like to hear because it's like they hear it from everyone. Oh, relax, you get pregnant. It's about recharging. It's about taking care of you. It's about bringing the best of you into an equation because, you know, healthy sperm, a healthy egg creates a healthy child, you know, crappy sperm, you know, um, yeah. that, those are the ingredients you bring into the equation. So yeah. everything you can do for three or four months beforehand to improve everything improves everything. It doesn't make it worse. And I suppose there is that big difference between the relaxing that is like a bottle of wine and a bag of chocolate and sitting in front of Netflix. Do you know how many people get pregnant when they're drunk? Do you know how many people get pregnant when they're drunk, right? Seriously. Right. Caffeine is not a contraceptive. I know nutritionists go on about caffeine, but one cup of coffee on a Friday with friends is not going to be, no. you know, m- make you infertile. No, it's not. And like everything is about balance as well balance. In, in like yes. in nutrition and like making sure that if you're having a cup of coffee, you're enjoying it. And it's it's something good that you enjoy and it's not something passive that you're Absolutely. thrown into your body without thinking about. And the same with relaxation, I like active relaxation things like going for massage going for acupuncture doing things you enjoy listening to your nutritionist listening to your nutritionist as well she she knows what she's talking about (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant and like I suppose for the um you were talking about like if you're in a relationship but if you're um a single menstruating person and you have made the decision that in the next few years you want to have a child and then I assume the same advice yeah. lies. Just, go get, um, just get checked. If you're thinking of kids in the future and you haven't met anyone now, just get checked. See where you're at. And you could have super eggs. It could be everything is super. And you just get checked again in two years, get checked in two years. It's a proactive approach. It's not it's not you being kind of, I don't even know what term you want to use, but it's a, it's a proactive approach to your fertility health. And at least when you do eventually decide, at least you know where you stand. You're not six months in and doctors are saying, oh, you need to wait. You know, you're only six months trying. Yeah. If you have something beforehand, you can kind of go, well, you know, in the last three years, we've had, you know, um, thyroid function issues. We've had ovulation issues and men- menstruation issues. You can go in with a big book and say, this needs to be resolved. And finally, you kind of mentioned that you were looking at different ways to help people, um, you know, now that you've kind of dialed back the one to one. I know you've been working mm. on the mindful IVF. Yes, we've been working on Mindful IVF uh, for the last two years, and it's, it's been amazing because we've been able to reach people all over the world. We have about four and a half, five thousand people a month using it now, and we are adding some pretty cool stuff on in the next few months. Um, one in particular, well, education is one thing we're going to be adding education in. And the second thing is fertility check, which is basically um, my brain on, um, on a computer. And then you ask, you answer certain questions like a six, seven page document. And then we're able to evaluate certain things that may be out of balance. Again, out of balance, not broken. And we'll be making suggestions then as to how you can improve those things to to improve your chances of getting pregnant. 
Brilliant. So that's Mindful IVF, and that's an app yes. in the App Store. The App Store and the Play Store, and we're online. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, in the future, you'll see lots more cool stuff happening on it. Very focused on helping people to be proactive. And then in the Natural Clinic, they can go to the Natural Clinic website to book appointments with you. <laughs> they, they, they can't at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> they have to plan a lot further in advance. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm they sorry. I have to give I'm you really... an email for the next available date. Yeah. <laughs> Bottles of wine go really well towards getting up in the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a lot of wine They don't. They don't. <laughs> they, they don't. <laughs> so. We'll have to um, get you sponsored by the wine buff or something. <laughs> uh, do you know what? No, right. That, that's more successful than anything I've seen to date, right? Get the wine buff for the wine buff fertility weekend would, would be very successful. <laughs> <laughs> very good. We'll do, um, we'll do a mixture of acupuncture and nutrition and plenty of red wine at the end of the day. There you go. I, there you go. It's a new model. <laughs> okay. Thanks a million, Gordon. Okay. It was lovely talking to we'll you We'll speak today. to you soon. I must run on to my next call now again. <laughs> So there you go. Thank you so much to Claire for all her amazing questions. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you back here again next week.